pathological oxymorons. I'm your host, Joel Bouchard, a doctoral student in psychology, and with me today is Mr. Norman Gayford, a professor of English and philosophy. Unity. Unify. United. While these words have the same root, they can conjure different concepts for different people. To an audio engineer, unity is placing all the volume faders at zero before mixing. To a physicist, the word unify raises the nagging problem of reconciling relativity with quantum mechanics. To Americans, united is a way we describe our respective states, adhered together by the representative republic of the federal government. All of these parties are seeking the same thing, to make one cohesive whole out of separate pieces. But is this a real possibility, or is unity just a collective illusion? That's an excellent start, my friend. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, in that that sort of um, snapshot, right, You ha- if you have an audio engineer, he's, he's trying to make a, a mix. Um, you know, he's taking separate separate pieces, right, of audio, audio instruments, right? You have a guitar and a bass and drums and keyboard or whatever, a vocal. Separate pieces, and you're trying to make one musical piece out of it. Um, or you have, you know, physicists have been struggling with this problem for decades now, um, looking at the, the big objects out in space and seeing that they're governed by a very, very accurate set of laws. And then looking at the very, very small things and seeing that they're governed by a very accurate, accurate set of laws, but the two laws don't work together Mm -hmm. and they're saying, well, we have to find something that unifies them, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, the United States of America. You know, we have um, states that we consider to be their own individual separate entities, um, but they're all part of America, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's something that's sort of, you know, it, 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 we take it for granted on a daily basis. But um, I think the comedian Mitch Hedberg kind of put it best one time. He said, um, he was talk, telling a joke about how he was staying at a hotel and he was using a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. He said, two-in-one is a BS term because two can't fit into one. That's why two was created, right? <laughs> so this question of can you actually take these separate pieces and make them into something is actually um, a fascinating philosophical question. Yeah, well, it, it is. It very much is. Plato thought you could. Um, Hegel thought you could but they weren't talking about two and one. <laughs> you know, the capitalistic idea of two and one so you're getting more than you really should you know that's yeah i i i have trouble with that even into uh candies and gum it's just, what was that a very old advertisement it's two 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 mints in one yeah. right? there's this gum or something it's like okay no <laughs> yeah but chili is Right. You can have a horrific chili, or you can have an, an absolutely sp- fantastic chili, or anywhere in between. But that's because of each of the elements. But the elements work together. There, there's this definition uh, because one tries to start with something. Uh, unity or oneness is generally regarded as the attribute of a thing whereby it is undivided in itself and yet divided from others. Mm. So a cohesiveness, as you're talking about, in itself, the the, the 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 printer, or the the band, 
or the units that are working very organically or mechanistically with an organic metaphor, but still very different from the other thing next to it. So the 3D printer next to the electronic drum set, two unities, but not with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Drum set isn't a bad example, right? Because we say drum set as if it's one thing, but there's three times, there's a snare, there's a bass, there's a crash, a ride, a hi-hat. There, These are all separate pieces, um, but you put them all together and we call it a drum set. Yeah. And a drum set can, there can be an endless number of variations, right? You see a progressive rock drum set with 60 drums in it. Um, or you see a little Catalina jazz set with just a kick, a snare, and a you know, a hi hat. Isn't that yes? It's okay. We can, we can run with this. Isn't that interesting? That single example in itself, as a metaphor, as well as figuratively, could work for any any number of other things in society if people were willing to open their minds so you have a set of drums but you just described i think at least three permutations of drum sets let's see you could have a marriage in many science fictional contexts there's a marriage of eight people sometimes it's equal numbers of genders sometimes it's three genders all all raising children a family is a set and there are some pretty hard-minded people who would like to say, well, family means X. It just means X. There was only one set of family and that set. So it's a set of one mm. rather than a set of many sets. And yet we see it right in front of us all the time. A toolbox is a set. My toolbox is not going to look the same as yours. And and my dad's was a mechanic and, and, and the drum sets. So unity, we people struggle for a simplicity that, I think doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that was a really great sort of um, illustration of this issue. Right. Because I guess, you know, as far as drum sets go, I have, I have like the wasp of drum sets, right. I've, it's a nuclear family. It's a uh, white Anglo-Saxon and Protestant. I It's three, three times a snare, a kick, a crash, ride, hi hat. Right. That's a drum. That's the way a drum set should be in the traditional drum set. Right. And musicians are, you know, notably, um, uh possessive uh yeah um i don't know what the word is but uh, a progressive rock drummer with 60 drums in his kid is going to look at this and say well that's not a real drum set right <laughs> or i you know maybe i look at a catalina jazz kit with only a kick a snare and a hi-hat and say well that's not a real drum set you know it's like you might as well have a drum machine you can't do any fills you can't do you know but they serve different purposes right the same way different tool sets serve different purposes right if you give a plumber a, a roofer's tool set, he's probably not going to be able to do much. You need a pipe wrench in order to do your job. Precisely. Here. And what you just illustrated was there arises immediately in us as human beings. I would say universally, because I'm certainly guilty of this more often than I wish that I were. We leap unless we govern ourselves, unless we discipline ourselves to stop and think. We leap to a, well, that's not a set. This is a set. Why? Because of my experience. Because I know the kind of music that I'm going to make, and therefore this is the set. Or I know the kind of life I'm going to live, and therefore this is the set. And there can't be any others. 
because those others are wrong. And then we start going into all the moralism, and then we bring in all the ideological systems, which themselves are sets, mm-hmm. which disunify a, a larger culture, even though they unto themselves unify the the units within the set. Yeah, and it, it's it's um I think it's tribalistic, right? Like, okay, I want to I, I am identified with this genre of music, you know, based off my drum kit. Again, very simplistic because I play a lot of other instruments that have uh, equally important effect on the music that I play, right? But we're just using it as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, my music is associated with the drum set, and so you have preconceptions about these other um these other drummers that are not necessarily right, right? If I see the Catalina jazz kit with three pieces, I'll think, oh, well, that's, you might as well have a, you know, a drum machine because what are you going to do besides <laughs> keep time? You can't do fills or anything. But there's a lot of else going on. You know, if you're doing jazz, you probably have a lot of um, polyrhythms going on with your hand. You know, you might, you might be playing in odd time signatures. You might be doing a lot of things. You know, you might be playing with brushes and you might be using the bell and the edge of the hi-hat in different ways that... Mm-hmm are just as complex on three drums as, you know, a progressive rock drummer doing lightning fast fills across <laughs> 60 times, right? <clears throat> just yeah. as difficult in a different way. And, you know, we, like you said, we do it with um, all kinds of things, gender or um, religion's a big one, right? You know, I used to assume that anytime I saw somebody with a headdress, it was, it was a Muslim person. Yeah. Then I met a, a Sikh person, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I talked with them and mm-hmm. realized that these are two very different, very, very different religions, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can't just um, spot a headdress and on a, you know, you can't you can't spot a turban on a man and uh, assume certain things about what his beliefs are. Precisely, you know? because um, these two religions are, are you know, very, very different. And then Mennonite women and Amish women, yeah, yeah, over their heads. I know. I hold on there's yarmulke for with for the, you know, it. it there's such a potential resplendent I, I, I've missed our talks because we've dealt with the COVID experience so, so I'm feeling I don't want to be on a soapbox but I just as one person with this idea of, of unity um, for me works again with a pop cultural reference There, back in the 60s <laughs> In the Star Trek show, there was, uh, with Mr. Spock, uh, the Leonard Nimoy character, they had a symbol that he wore in one of the episodes. It was essentially a, a triangle of three hands, as I recall. And it represented the Vulcan notion of infinite diversity and infinite combinations which is a unity, which makes a universe. Hmm. And I just thought it was cool when I was a kid. I had no idea what it was really representing. And then I remember in the 70s reading people saying, well, that just means nothing. Uh, If you have infinite diversity and infinite combinations, you're just saying the title now, flash forward to now of a movie called Everything Everywhere All the Time. But yes, but that doesn't mean there aren't unities within. Our trouble is we seem singularly bent as humans on not stopping ourselves from, refusing ourselves from seeing the 
the resplendent beauty and joy of multiple kinds of, of unity and, and mistake the idea of unity for a singular, irreproachable, either-or of a unit. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, we've, I, I think about this when I do 3d printing, when I was first learning, um, you know, the inside of a, of an object, a cylinder, for instance, right? You don't want to print just a cylinder. It'll be very weak. If it's just the walls, you can crush it. Um, so you have these different options for infill, right? You can do lines or a grid or, um, I defaulted to triangles because I thought, well, triangles are the strongest shape. So I'll do a triangle infill, right? Hmm. Um, and then there's a bunch of other ones that I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't sure what they were for, but it didn't seem to make sense to use them. Um, then there's this one called qubit, um, where hmm. essentially you take a triangle and then the next triangle that it does, it pivots along the longitudinal axis of the other ones. Uh, yes. And so as it builds, it's almost like a spiral staircase in a triangle until you'd have a square on the inside. Hmm. So each line that the the printer puts down is slightly off kilter from the one before it. And so as I was watching it print this way, I thought, Oh, that's, this isn't going to work. Like those lines are, they're going to be weak because they're not lined up on each other. (laughs) But once the, uh, you see the object completely printed, you realize, Oh no, that's an incredibly strong structure. Lots of things. That's what I thought about when you said the diversity, you know, part of it is that if we are all lines, <laughs> right, yeah. um, things will be very uniform and, and neat and orderly, uh, but it's not going to be very strong. And we see that with um, plant diversity, right? Absolutely. There's a huge um, issue with, um, you know, the, the demand for palm oil um, and rubber um, displacing a lot of... Um, we're losing plant diversity. Yeah, we're losing a lot of diversity in, in Indonesia and, and, and other places of the world because... Um, Trees, you know, things are being cut down wholesale and being replaced with latex trees and palm trees in order to create the, the products that we need. And um, a lot of scientists are warning, listen, all it takes is one disease to wipe out all of this, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a strength to having a diversity. Um, but as far as unity goes, right, um, is it possible for something to be both independent and unified, right? Mm-hmm. Are we, is it, if we have a jungle, right? with right. all of these separate plants and animals. Um, is it possible to think of it as, as a jungle of one cohesive thing? Or, you know, if we have a palm forest, it's easy to say that that's, that's what it is. But a jungle could take many sort of permutations. Of course, uh, you know? because, there are so, because there are micro... Well, there are niches of ecological... Uh, biological niches within that larger jungle i mean where where does the jungle end where does the forest end well mm-hmm. this is the last tree in the forest well yeah but there's some saplings out here so it's the forest right where does the human being end we've, we've talked about before of of uh, people i think scientists biologists find this fascinating i find it fascinating as a layperson that that really we are a collectivity of millions if not billions of varieties of microbial life in our single form our body and and but where the edge of our body is we think we know because of the limitations of our sense of sight and yet with this spectral analysis we realize that uh, 
we're a little bit more diffuse. We are a little bit more osmotic, perhaps, with the environment around us. Mm. Yeah, and they talk about you know consciousness possibly being created by an electrical field that sort of surrounds your right, brain right, rather right. than being in your brain and these sorts of things. Um, and again, maybe making this a more simplistic question, right? Like, we'll go back to the drum set, right? Um, if I have a single wood block, do I have a drum set? You know, like where when we talk about this idea of something being independent and unified, if I create a 3D print, um, is it ever um, a plastic cat or is it really just a collection of plastic strings that have been fused together? You're right. Mm-hmm. I think those are those are related but i think they sound like two different questions or or rather two different models if we say something so which if you had just the block you said for a drum set Mm. well if all you have is a block and you don't have something to play it because i would assert that the the mallets or the sticks or are part of the set. Yeah, I guess nobody ever really thinks of the sticks as part of the drum set, but, but it's hard to play unless it's a bongo or well, something. I see, yeah, right. Cool. So, okay, but so, but, but if we stick with the block, <laughs> what would make it a set? It would be only one item unless there's a another item, be it hands, fingers, stick, stone, that you use to play it. I think that other item that you used to play it is what would make it the set. Right. My son's a musician. He might argue with me about that instantly with, with all good reason. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. You do. Yeah. I mean, you talking about unity without having at least two things doesn't really make much sense anyways. Right. So um, you need, if you have two drums, right. Is that, a, is that a drum set or, you know, where do we, when we, we debate, we've talked about this in the past, right. When we start talking about concepts, Right. Where are the limits of those concepts, right? <laughs> and that's what we're pressing right now. You, you, you said the the cat is it is a bunch of individual plastic uh, heated plastic strands, or is well, it it is it has been given by design by your design the shape of the cat, but it is composed of all those individual pieces without which it wouldn't be that unity of of cat. So you, you you can't have that unity without all those individual pieces working together, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, maybe the question is a little bit different, right? Well, no, I, I think it's still right. Is it possible for something to be both independent and united? Or does united <laughs> imply a dependency? I guess that would be to clarify the question. <laughs> that, that, that's really good. Of course, I mean, I shouldn't say, of course. Why would this happen? I'm thinking of the little elf in the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger special with with the elf and Rudolph, this Americanized version of, of a Christmas song. And and here's this elf who wants to be a dentist, and and this this doe with a or buck with a red nose, and everyone wants them gone because they are different. And so they decide to join together, and they said, let's be independent together yeah (laughs) and i it sounds goofy but when you really think about it oh there's a lot going on there Mm. when going back to the definition i started this out with when other so-called unities 
push you out because they say you don't fit. Which is why I often think of our culture as this ridiculous version of, of always being in seventh grade. <laughs> you don't belong to us. You're not on our group. You have to get out. Oh, it's tiresome So and dangerous. So here we, we have a, a one, two, 15, a million people uh, put out of other groups and thereby uh, finding that they form their own group. But every time you put a group out, because they're not like you, you're reducing the, the plant diversity, you're reducing the musicality, I'm jumping among our, 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 our models. Uh, so, yeah, every time somebody uh, gets put, have to remove from a bigger group into a smaller and smaller group, and the smaller group has to find all its own uh, what holds it together, I continue to say that that destroys the strength of the so-called larger unity. Uh, when 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 Kant was talking about a unity of consciousness, because you mentioned cons- consciousness, uh, Hegel talked about this. Kant talked about Locke talked about this in various ways. Uh, but the essence of what is it that makes you the single integral person, uh, recognizable and sustainable all the way across the arc of your lifetime. And we've we've talked about this in various ways, but but if there is a unity of consciousness, it's a unity of making judgments that Kant uh, uh, was partly arguing the, the the idea of making judgments, making decisions, uh, is what keeps you. I'm paraphrasing terribly, but fresh. It's what keeps you uh, growing. It's what keeps you vital, and that vitality is what is supposed to be in the arc of of consciousness. Well, I, I, I think, for me, the same thing is true whenever you're talking about whatever kind of unity. If you're talking about a united states, well, the first question to me comes from, well, united on what? You described in the opening the uh, the idea of, of, of united through a representative government. Well, that's the structure, but not the actual what. Are there, in fact, any principles that we could find now, in 2022, that all 300, almost 400 million of us would be able to say, yes, that's true. I'm not sure that's that is possible. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's what makes this question of unity very interesting is because we think about it simplistically as it being individual parts united under one thing. But the problem is it's never that simple, right? If I think about it in terms of a drum set, right? Um you know, I could say that okay, well these pieces put together are are a drum set. Um, but then there's, there's a bigger picture, right? Well, if you had a bass player and a guitar player, well, now do we have a band or, you know, and it goes up and up and up there's, and there's these endless numbers of concepts that interplay together. I just read a fascinating article in the Atlantic about how, um, evangelicalism is been poisoned by, um, conservative politics. I read the same thing this morning. And yeah, it was, it was a really interesting article, um, with the guy, you know, it's talking about how really um, 
far-right political views have been so attached at the hip to um, conservative, you know, Christianity, uh, that the two are now starting to separate. It's causing a great rift because, like you mentioned, there's a millions of people, right, that don't all agree that these political views represent these religious views. Because, believe it or not, politics and religion are two completely separate concepts. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's a pretty um, good illustration of this idea of unity on a human scale, right? If we take it, um, we can look at simpler systems, I think, and, and, I, and I identify the concept of unity. When it comes to human things, there are so many variables in place that go into determining our identity and affiliation with certain groups, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, politics is a, is a great one, right? There's there's some, you know, you could definitely put me in certain contexts and I'd be the most conservative far-right person in the room. And you could put me in different contexts and I'd be the most liberal far-left person in the mm-hmm. room. Um, because there's so many different issues and there's so many different stances that you can take on them. And your stance on one might not reflect your unified in quotes, political views on the range of other things that you might um, examine. Mm-hmm. So, so what what makes e pluribus unum? <laughs> yeah, out of out of many one, right? How so? That's the question. Is this possible? Can you be both independent and united, or is there because those two things are fiercely American, right? If you, if, if you were the word independent, you know, it might as well be synonymous with freedom and eagles and apple pie and baseball, right? right? But can independence also be united the way United States, right? So yeah. it, there's this sort of tension, right? This, there is the, very, tension. the very name of our country suggests that we need to be one, but all of our values and ideals prioritize being independent of other things and this is what i've been thinking i've been thinking about this since well if you if you really want to qualify i've been thinking about this since since the advent of 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 trump trumpism really uh one is hard pressed one seeks one tries to find what is it? What's this? Is there any one thing at all that that ultimately we can say we would all stand together on? And it's very clear that it's not about people being equal, because we have not a majority, but a very loud uh, minority of individuals in the country who absolutely insist that we are not all equal. That and and they're so afraid about that that they won't have it being discussed, and they will criminalize having discussions about it. And it couldn't be more bald faced, <laughs> you know. It's and so it's certainly not about being equal because we don't obviously believe in that anymore. It's it's not in, uh, believing in the the sanctity of individual decisions because we won't support in decisions that we don't like just the decisions that we want so we're not united in the in uh, the equality of individual decision making 
And I think that's pretty simply provable in our current environment, too. We are, we are not united on uh, that everybody should have a gun. We are not united in that everybody should have access to medicine. We are not, you know, you can just do all the negative. We are not united in what battles need to be fought. <laughs> we are united in the currency that we use. And then we can get really down to the base. Well, we all, well, we all use the same money. Except even that's not true now when you come to <laughs> the most recent economic issues. Uh, we don't all believe in God, or certainly don't all believe in the same God. Some people believe in many gods, some people believe in none, so that's not it. We never were a Christian country, despite how much the far right wants to hammer on that. Historically, it's just not true. Documentably, it's just not true. The facts show this. So what is it? Is, 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 the, is the negative unity uh well at least we're not x <laughs> is that the best we can do mm-hmm. I, I think of the this the, the country music song that i just cannot stand but but still it's, it's played every year especially during fourth of july I, i'm I, what i'm proud to be american where at least i know i'm free at least i know i'm free Except you don't know that unless you're a certain group of people. You're not. <laughs> so even the song lies. And so it's and it's not that people are trying to be, I, I I don't think uniformly maliciously lying or misrepresenting. I think that people just aren't thinking clearly. Yeah, I think that on some level, and we've talked about this recently, um there's a certain amount of um nationalistic propaganda that you grow up with, and it just is yeah. Through osmosis is part of your belief system in an unreflective kind of way. Yeah, and I'm not so, trying to bash everything, Joel. I, you know, I'm just trying to say what this question fascinates me because we like to spout it. Yeah, yeah, and so really, I mean, that's that's what makes it. That's the heart of it, and I think we might have to continue on before we can answer it. If yes. you can be independent and unified, yeah, yeah. maybe it's um easier to ask how do we determine when something has been unified <laughs> so you know yeah. how, how do we determine once that how when that's taken place you just showed me this marvelous uh, model of a of a lightsaber that you made with the 3d printer would you say that that's a unified item object yes it is now because it's super glued together <laughs> <laughs> so it's glued together it was individual pieces all right uh, so the question we keep repeating the question how do we determine when something's been unified when we see that it has an integrity of its own I think that's a, a good answer. Attack. I think that's a good answer, right? Because so this lightsaber was a modular thing. So, um, you know, I printed out different pieces and I, I tried them different ways and did this sort of thing. And although I had the lightsaber assembled as it, as it is finished at one point, it probably wasn't unified because it wasn't glued together. So I could slide pieces off and interchange them and do these different things. The glue holds it together with a musical instrument. Like I built guitars, right? Mm-hmm. And so at some point I've had a neck or in a body and a bridge and pickups and separate pieces, but it's not unified as a guitar till all the screws are tightened and the strings are, you know, everything's tuned up and it starts doing something. Um, in the case of United States, right? At some point there were a bunch of British colonies. Um, and then there was a declaration of independence 
And I still don't think at that point it was a United States. I think that there had to be codified laws put in place before you'd think of it as a unified thing. Yes, there was an amorphous, violent, amorphous thing for years as people were trying to come to a constitution. Right. And so even at that point, the, we can consider it unified only in the political sense, as you've demonstrated quite well, right? Politically, we were unified as states into a country, but mm-hmm. what does it actually mean to be united? And as we have just sort of determined, even if you have, we have two people in a room like you and I, right? We we're, won't agree we are, about You everything. and I are not going to be united on everything, no. right? We're going to have di- differences of opinions on things. So, But we listen to each other. Right. So if we if we consider um, friendship are the uniting characteristic between us, yes. Um, I guess we would say we're unified if that friendship um, continues on, and the things that are characteristic of a friendship are happening despite what differences there may be along the way. Right, because it's a process. It is a, a process that itself. Now, this is going to sound paradoxical, has structural integrity. The process means that, of course, you're going to keep pushing each other to think. If you hadn't, if you hadn't uh, gently nudged, we would never would have been having these conversations. You know, some one of the multiverses, <laughs> said, we just went our own ways. Uh, I'm glad I'm not in that, multi, that, that version. Uh, and and the, the whole premise of philosophical discussion, which itself is a premise of, of, of friendship and, and, and relationships of all kinds, is that there is the implication of a give and take a, oh, here's an idea, oh, hadn't thought about that, let's do this, no, let's not, let's not go there, but why? That any lively, healthy relationship is built on, and I think that that um, could be Overlaid into this structure of the of the so-called nation mm. itself, a constitution is a set of principles. A con- the word constitution, we, the doctors use it when they talk about our our bodies. Well, the, the, what's the the quality of your constitution? Some doctors don't use those terminologies anymore, but they used to. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all right, uh, which is as much to say as how, how are the individual elements functioning together? And sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we we are in such a we are in such a moment now historically that whatever unity we perhaps thought we valued is being called into question and should be because that unity itself was based on a whole lot of conscious or unconscious misperceptions and very conscious decisions which are dark and grim which uh, were self-justificatory but ultimately created what we have on the backs of a whole lot of countless lives and pain you know that's the kind of stuff that people don't want to talk about because oh you're bashing the united states again no I'm being a doctor. Any one of us who's a good citizen is a doctor. We are questioning the constitution, the health of our own being. Now, what a 300-year-old person comes to you 
well, okay, maybe in the Bible or something. <laughs> okay, but uh, through the door comes a walk, walks a walks a person who's twenty, walks a person who's sixty, walks a person who's three hundred. What do you think you might think about a person who is telling you how things were three hundred years ago? Should they be that way now? There are people who think that. The Supreme Court, in this revelatory moment when something got released before they wanted everybody to see it, uh, turns out that they've gone back to a law from the 1700s. Well, there are plentiful laws from the 1700s, and maybe some people think that we ought to go back to, and you read some of the laws extant in that time period, and you probably wouldn't want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were there things to learn from the 300-year-old person? There are things to learn from the 20-year-old person. Yeah, and I think that's where it gets tricky, right? Is if we're asking, um, how do we determine when something's been unified? Mm-hmm. And if we sort of couch it as um, being, um, we need to identify the characteristics of the uniting concept and then see if those characteristics are being carried out by the individual elements that make up the unified whole yes it becomes very um difficult in the context of a nation right because yes you can look through throughout history and see all of the different um versions of what a nation is right and so it's not quite as and you know not that other concepts like a friendship are simple they're not you know and, and they take many different versions or a marriage or whatever you know um but yeah, with the nation, it, it becomes, what is a nation supposed to be? And it's a deeply philosophical question, right? Trying to figure out, um, and, and I think that it comes down to almost a, uh, a it's a platonic um, uh, idealism, sort it of, is. right? It's- I think that people are trying to determine if there are these um, political, moral, concepts that exist out there that we should be um, aspiring to and writing laws that hold us to um, rather than than actually looking around at and examining um, the society that that people actually live in mm-hmm. and um, sort of trying to determine how to get the the whole or you know the individual pieces to function as a as a whole. It's, that goes um, back to Plato. You're talking about the Platonic. Yeah. And and Plato was basing his ideas of the dialectic on, on Socrates. Uh, you can't have a static nation hmm. and have it be healthy, vital, and worthy in, in any human sense. These... These principles were established at this particular time. These are the same principles we're going to hold to because they hold true true for all of time. There's very little. Kant told us that. There are very few principles that hold true universally across time. And the more you cling to those things, the less likely you are to question them. Yeah, I think that, again, it's a very good... Your illustration of the 300-year-old man is very interesting, right? Because you can take that all the way back you can take it back to 2000 bc or whatever you can read stories in in the bible right and say well should we enforce old testament biblical laws today well probably not like should we all live in mud huts or you know like 
things need to change and progress in in some regards. Right. So um, I'm not saying I I'm, I'm not sitting here saying I have the answer to anything because unity implies multiplicity of view. I think multiplicity of view is important, but the attempt to to pretend that there's multiplicity of view when when really it's the opposite is where the damage goes. If one must be in control of someone else's body, if one must be in control of someone else's way of living, then one has missed the point of a nation, Hmm. I think. Do you think that in regards to human affairs, the word family of unity should be replaced by maybe harmony or accord instead. Do you think? Do you think that those might be more applicable than the word unity to the way humans interact? I, I do, uh, and I and your choice of words is because I I know you you research and you think and you you're you're back to Plato again. Plato was talking about the harmony. Hmm. Well, we know music. Right, harmony. Everyone's not playing the same tune, but all the separate pieces uh, are creating this remarkably beautiful, or malevolent, or intriguing uh, soundscape. That if you had just one of those uh, mono, monochromatic, or monotonic. It wouldn't be the same piece. Yeah, in in a way, I think this almost comes back to our question of if something can, if it's possible for something to be independent and united, right? I think that I don't think that it is, right? I think that if if something's united, I think that there is an implied dependency. But I think with a harmony or an accord, there is an independence that is working. Together, uh, yes, I think so. I think that musical term works much, much better. So maybe we should, maybe we should more aspire to be the harmonious states of America than the United <laughs> States. <laughs> I go with that. I, I, I certainly would. I, I uh, and I know that the, again. People would hear this, even though we're laughing, but we kind of mean it. You know, the United <laughs> States of Accord. But, but people would say, "What? What?" You're trying to dismantle the United States. Uh, no, it's doing it's it's doing it's it's doing that. It's fine. Doesn't need my help. <laughs> you yeah, know? because I mean, that's the thing is if you look at um, the the powers of the state government versus the federal government, and then you look at um, laws in states like, um, for instance, uh, Massachusetts versus Texas. Mm-hmm. I think it would be very hard to say that they are united in any way other than the very um, tenuous federal circumstances that hold them together. Right? Well said. I mean, it, no state. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, personally, I think that the, the Oklahoma and Florida and Texas are doing execrable things, terrible things, but they don't represent everybody in their states. Uh, clearly, the, the women in those states, as just one example uh, of, of many diverse people, are saying, no, no, uh, essentially we're going back to the old white guys making the decisions for everybody else and, and celebrating themselves for, because for whatever's happened, whatever's going on in this moment, those uh, those uh, attempts to suppress, repress, 
hold back, cover up, make go away. That seems to be in the ascendant, and and that is a false unity. I I think uh, the body again is the example of we are harmonious as long as all of those millions of viral microbial uh, entities uh, within us are functioning together. And sometimes there's dysfunction, and sometimes we emerge from it. Thankfully, more often than not. Um, but if we're if there's no dynamic activity going on, then then not to put too fine point on it, then we are dead. And even then, there's a decaying that that you know. I know it's not where people want to go necessarily, but I'm just saying: is there is there any object that we can see that there's no motion going on inside that object? Well, there's atomic motion, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's radioactive decay. There's there's electrons. There's particles. And- yeah, it's funny, you know. I mean, scientists they've tried to get things to stand still, <laughs> and you end up with this Einstein Rosenberg fluid where it still ends up moving even at almost you know absolute zero. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fascinating topic, and and human DNA is an, an interesting one, right? We've we've been talking throughout the episode about how your sort of bacterial and microbial system. Um, some scientists estimate that by weight, you're more bacteria than you are anything else. Right. <laughs> and then that raises the whole concept, what it means to be human. Um, but looking at human DNA, um, I, I was watching a pretty fascinating documentary on, on the human genome and there's huge sections of DNA um, that they, they, when they were sequencing the human genome that they thought was just junk. They're like, we don't know what this does. It's this enormous part and there's nothing to it. And um, what they're finding out is that a lot of it is um, the sequence of viruses and things. Something that um, attempted to infiltrate the body and so it was written into the DNA as a way to to repel it. Um, and it's... it it That is sort of a fascinating metaphor in itself as well. Something that is, um, you know, an enemy almost. Your body's keeping your enemies closer almost in (laughs) in order to survive. Um, Do you think, um, do you think that humans would want to be a unified species? That one almost makes me cry. (laughs) I used to say yes. I I was enormously optimistic, and I'm not, and, I, and I'm not completely pessimistic now. I, I fight for my optimism a lot more. I, um, I, the, what I was surrounded with, the, what I surrounded myself with in the books that I read, uh, in in the the media that I experienced, um, was often about a point in history at which all humanity seemed to be agreeing on a goal, moving out to explore the stars, getting beyond ourselves, which sounds corny, but I, I don't think it is. Uh, there was a whole brand, uh, a genre of science, a subgenre of science fiction was all about that, in TV and books and everything else. And we were going to the moon and all those really interesting things. And I, I, but I don't, I don't, 
I don't believe that of all, all us as a species now. And really, really, it, it was it was even simplistic. To even, even the science fiction itself was simplistic because no, every person in a culture is not going to go want to go flying off into space. Mm-hmm. Is not going to say, yeah, we ought to be out there exploring. That, that, that's never going to happen. So really, the question is: Is it? Do you? I think the question is, is it possible to think of people being more united than they are now? Yeah. Yeah, I think that... Do you question, think so? I, you know, I'd, it's, an, it's hard, right? Because I think that as a philosopher, right, we think of things um, theoretically, and then we also try to... Practicable. Um, yeah, yeah. We try to sort of... Look at the juxtaposition, and I think theoretically it may be possible, right? If we sat down in a room with everybody in the world like this, and we said, "What unites us as humans?" Right? I think at the very least we could hammer out the survival of the species, right? You'd think, um, but then some of our <laughs> some of our policies <laughs> exactly are, are opposed to it. Yeah. So we, we don't know, have a we don't have a, a majority of power wielders who are committed enough to that notion even though everything points to it you know and and so the glaciers are going to break apart we know this the oceans are rising we're not going to reverse that it's not like some kind of star trek episode where the enterprise comes along and and in three minutes finds some way to, to restore the planet it's it no we're past that, and 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 I think that the media uh, attempts to say, well, it's not a, a done deal yet, are doing more misleading, rather than to say, how do we think about now? What should we be doing in order to make this more viable? But the but no, I I don't I think I've said this to you before. I don't you know the idea of, of what was that. Uh, Independence Day, that movie. <laughs> no, I think right now at this particular point, if aliens came to the planet, some people would sell us out to the aliens. Some people would want to fight the aliens. Some people would want to talk to the aliens. Some people would go into a cave and say, we're going to la la la, pretend that the aliens aren't there. And we wouldn't be unified about that. I don't think the human species right now, currently, demonstrably, is capable of full scale unity on anything. But do you think there's even a desire? Do you think that they, that as a species, we even want to be? Unified? Well, you see, but, but that's what I'm implying because a capability has to emerge from a desire. Now, I maybe you you would argue with me about that. You can't. I, uh, yeah, yeah. That that's an interesting. That's a really interesting sort of line of of thought, right? Um, can somebody? I can you want? I think you can want something. Um, that's, but, that's the desire, again, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think that even that desire, right? I can say that if I say I want humans to unite as a species, I'm still thinking of that unity couched in my subjective terms of right. what that would look like. Yeah, yes, as, as, as am I. And, and I don't want my vision of the world to be the dominant vision of the world either. There shouldn't be a dominant vision of the world. Because then we were ourselves become some kind of, of despotic uh, 
politics brokers. Well, this is how the world should be. Here's our utopia. We generally know how utopias work out. We've got enough of them to think about. But your question's a fascinating one because um, are we capable and do we desire it? I believe that human beings have proven themselves capable of, of bloody anything. That's where my optimism still is, is, is if we really wanted to. Today, tomorrow, two days from now, we could immediately enact laws that would allow everybody to vote equally. We could enact laws to uh, accommodate all varieties of human life. Uh, and 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 let people have the choices of their individual bodies and the integrity of their of of who they are which was is not choice <laughs> and say yes indeed we are all equal man if we mess this up we could do this let's get started i still am naive enough i guess to believe that it's that simple because that is a that is a, a desire and if we have the desire to do something we have generally proven ourselves capable of it. I just don't think we have the desire in any unified sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that I'd, I'd probably agree with that. Um, does uniting only provide utility if it's in the face of something? If it's against? Well, something? see, there's the negativity. That's what, that's, yeah. isn't that, Can we only couch unity in... in as like a photo negative, right? Do we have to put it in this this black and white inter- in order for it to provide us some use? You think about nations and borders, mm-hmm. right? And and the, the tribalistic dispositions of humans. And you almost wonder, um, if there wasn't some other that you were against, would there be anything that holds a group of people together? I I wonder that. I think I think it's a brilliant question, Joel. I obviously don't have the answer to that, but I but I but I often think that the unity in any political sense is is negative in that way. The negative space. Yeah, borders, language, all the things that people are kind of saying, oh, we've got to speak the same language. It's gotta be this language because this is the best. Well, there goes all those judgmental things again. Just because it, it it seems to have dominated economically doesn't mean that it's the best language. <laughs> uh, and there's still many other languages that people are uh, have a significant advantage over us because they they know many languages. The more languages you know, the better off you are. The more f- variety of food you eat, the better off you are. So yeah, I think right now at this in this historical moment, as they say. Yeah, I still think it's fundamentally negative. Hmm. We haven't united on on addressing climate change. We've had all kinds of, of superficial agreements among nations and we've patted each other on the back. We don't meet any of those. <laughs> you know, well, we're united on this, I suppose. No, we're not even united on this. There are some people I think right now would say the most important priority right now is gas prices in the United States of America. Well, I know people are hurting from that. Truckers are are hurting from that. Companies are going under because they can't afford diesel fuel. All right. Well, that model is not working anymore. That doesn't mean it can't be shifted. Put all of your work and your creative 
energy into refiguring out a better way to transport things. But then, of course, one has to ask, why are we transporting these things? And are all of these things necessary to transport? And is the way we're creating food the best way? Aren't there other ways? Well, of course there are other ways. And now I'm rambling. I <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's interesting. It does create... there. What you see is there's things that just don't make sense um, from certain points of views, and they do make sense from others, right? right. Working at a business, um, we've dealt with this where, um, you know, customers will ship us things with um, all of this foam packaging. And um, we don't want to just throw it in the dumpster. Um, so we ask them, hey, do you want us to ship this back to you? And they say, well, the price that it would cost for you to ship it back isn't worth it to us. We'll just make new foam so you can throw it out, you know? Okay, so it's it, it makes sense economically to just throw the foam in the dumpster ecologically right we could reuse this same foam ad nauseum forever <laughs> you would you'd only need to print the foam one time um and you know ecologically that would make a lot of sense um now once you add in the burning of the fossil fuels like you mentioned to transport it back and forth does it does the balance still hang in its favor? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> but economics, if you only look at things economically, it becomes very interesting. One of my favorite podcasts is Freakonomics Radio. And oh, I was yeah, recently yeah. <laughs> listening to an episode about um, what would the world look like if if it was run by um, economists. And um, that would seem to be um, a, a conservative's dream. But you quickly find out it wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking to leading economist he said oh i would immediately legalize prostitution and gambling <laughs> you know and like and there's a lot of things that sort of well we would but then there's other things that would appeal to uh, you know other well we'd cut all of these positions we do all of this you know we do because um basically the the prime motivator is efficiency and you know this growth and these sorts of things and what you discovered by listening to him is that there were some good ideas but there were also some ideas that you said, you know what? You cannot just think of life in economic terms. It just would not work, <clears throat> right? <clears throat> and I think that that's part of the problem when we think of this idea of unity or um, only unifying in against something else is that as soon as you make an issue um, polarized, as soon as you have two positions, um, it you know, if, if you can't with one position, you know, just a purely economic position, create a world that is all around good, cutting it in half isn't going to do it either. Right? <laughs> just having well two said. positions. And, nope. and that's the world that nope. we currently live in, right? There's, there's no room for this middle ground of looking at something issue by issue and deciding if it makes sense. Um, the party lines are drawn. And I've I've had numerous people tell me there is no middle. They said you have to choose a side. Yeah, I think that that's you know? the the polarization. Well, it's, as we know in physics, when you come to an ultimate polarization, <laughs> uh, there there really isn't a, a, a middle. And and we've put ourselves we've we've let ourselves be taken there. We have put ourselves there step by step, and. Mm-hmm. 
and you know, one one thing that Americans seem particularly good at is being faux shocked. F a u x. I'm shocked, shocked that that there are more fires now. You know, oh wow, you're shocked. <laughs> you know, I I can be shocked by things too, but I don't think I would be about that. I'm I'm shocked that the economy is going this way or that way. I had a friend who often um, uh, said in in quite. Uh, Brutally direct terms, which I won't repeat, but but essentially said, uh, uh, expletive, 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 economy, because the economy, you'll you hear it on all the re- the reports. Right? Well, now we'll have the report on the economy, as if it is an entity, as if it is a godlike thing that we always displease. You can't you can't please. The God of the Old Testament, you can't please the economy. Because, I mean, look at it, it just in the past couple of few days. Americans aren't buying enough. They're holding back on buying because of, of the prices going up. Uh, and so they should be buying more. And so they should be using their credit cards. But then the credit cards max out. Oh, well, they weren't saving enough. Hmm, right. And you've got the same dysfunctional kinds of voices except they're functioning in their own i think plotted way to make people constantly not be living up to their responsibilities to the godlike economy (laughs) yeah I i had an interesting discussion with one of my friends about this yesterday um he worked for a company they had a new ceo come in he took the company public um so there was stock shares um, he cut all the positions. He created a fake product in research and development, drove all the stock shares up because since he had fired everybody, the productivity levels were higher. And then he got all of the investors hyped up about this new product that w- actually didn't exist. At the prices being their highest point, he sold the company, left, and then the company crashed. Yeah. That is what being primarily motivated by economics will Will do do. yes (laughs) so i think that you know on a on sort of a a a final note or leaving us with the conversation right Mm -hmm. we i think we we've talked about unity um in a couple different ways throughout the episode we we thought about it as this idealized positive thing you know where if we if we just unite we could um solve some problems and do some stuff but then we've also shown that you can unite and cause great harm, especially if you have two groups that are fighting and pulling everybody out of the middle in order to sort of gather armies for their respective sides. So unity um, as a concept is um, it's not necessarily a a good or a bad thing. You know, it's, it's no, it's, it's, it's what, as with many things, it is what we make of it and how many different ways we uh, try to find a consistency of view uh, about what unity is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what we're always doing here is just trying to figure (laughs) out what these, what these concepts mean. So until next time, keep on.